to Harvest Australia podcast. We trust you will be blessed by this message from Senior Leader Marty Manuel. Um, today, uh, we want to um, pray for everyone at the end of the service and anoint everyone with, with oil and just pray for a fresh releasing of Holy Spirit. Does that sound good? Because... Um, you know, if, if, you, if you're like many people, and I heard it on radio yesterday, I heard the, the radio um, announcer just sort of saying, you know, many people um, have called in or uh, SMSed or emailed into the radio station saying 2016 has been their worst year ever. And, um, and you know, there's been a whole lot of dramatic things, uh, world events and things, hasn't there? A lot of shaking and baking and making. And, um, and so, you know, it's one of those years that for some of us, we're really glad to see the end of it. Others, it'll be, no, it was a good year. And so, you know, different aspects, different viewpoints. Uh, but one thing is for certain is that the beginning of a new year is a great season to reboot, and, uh, and reassess and just take some time to think about your life, think about your posture, think about your heart, think about your, the work of your hands and your family and friends and uh, maybe your, your uh, uh, position in what you're desiring from the Lord in your lifetime. And I know for me, it's always one of those times. And so I, I want to share really briefly today because I don't know how much sleep you guys have got. Or haven't got. And so I just want to give you a little snapshot. Attention spans seem to dwindle when we don't have a lot of sleep. So I want to just give you enough to, to go with. But, you know, one of the things that um, I, I really want to reinforce today is that, uh, you know, for some who it's been a really maybe a tough year, that, um, you know, days like today, and, and, and we can do this at any time, I can remember... Um, during various seasons, maybe going to conferences or having speakers here or just being around other leaders, there, there's something in me in some of those tough seasons where I was just itching for them to give me or give us a prophetic word which would release the breakthrough. Anyone else been like that? You just, you just I won't say dying because you're not dying, but you're just aching for a prophet or for someone to just give you the word of the Lord over your life to finally someone recognizes me or someone's going to speak, prophesy goodness like, you know, there's going to be breakthrough in your life. And, and so I don't want to do that today. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't mean that in a weird way. That just came out wrong, I think. Um, but here's the thing. You have Jesus directly for you. You do not need a prophet to come and prophesy phenomenal things in 2017 because you have the Savior within you. And all of this time, we, we and, and I think it's actually a good desire. I don't think it's a bad desire for us to want a prophetic word. Or we love it, and we'll keep prophesying and doing all that sort of stuff. But at certain times, when, when we finally get to the end of our tether, we realize, wow, I've been waiting for a man, when all along I have a man. I have the man inside of me. And when we have his voice, it's greater than any prophet. Because prophets only know in part and prophesy in part. And if you're like me, sometimes they can get it a little bit wrong even. 
Believe it or not, prophets can get it a little bit wrong. They can even be a little, just a little bit of, of what they're sensing over you or seeing on you. And I'm not dissing prophets or prophetic because we love that. But what I'm saying is sometimes there's a yearning in our heart and we settle for second best. We go for the voice of man rather than the voice of Jesus Christ. And it's him and him alone when we hear his voice. That's a serious reboot. And so my encouragement today is I want to read from um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'll read from uh, verse 19. And um, I've been reading through uh, the New Testament again and just reading Paul's letters, particularly Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. And one of the things that's hit me as I've been reading sort of larger slabs is you get a bit of a flow on the Word of God, don't you? And sometimes I just meditate on one verse. That might be enough for the day or the month. Uh, but other times read through longer slabs. And then you get a bigger picture of what's really going on, bigger framework. And, and um, that's what I'm realizing is that the Apostle Paul... Uh, you know, dramatic conversion, dramatic outpouring of the Spirit, dramatic bursts of revival in the New Testament church and, um, and the Gentiles getting saved and coming into the knowledge of the Savior. And, and after a certain amount of time, he's finding himself having to write letters to those same churches that were in revival and having dramatic encounters of God and miracles, signs and wonders. And he's having to reboot them. He's having to re-encourage them and say, come on, you know, what about the gift that was inserted at the laying on of my hands and imparted? And uh, what about what, you know, your first love? And so uh, this is one of those moments where he's, he's just saying that. And he's saying in all, in verse 19, uh, 18, no, 19, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting the people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. I've been memorizing this verse, and I don't know if you like me, but sometimes my memory is good and sometimes it's bad. I've actually been memorizing this over and over and over for about two weeks now. And, and then I'll get to the next day and I'll completely forget it. And I'll think, I memorized that yesterday. Um, so, but I've realized that this verse, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, is an exact replica of John 3.16. Let's read it again. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. If you ever want to evangelize with the word of God in one verse, there it is. God, through Christ, made him our sin offering so that we could be reconnected with God through him. It's just that, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle, that, that symbol, just that reciprocating uh, thing that God did. He sent a man to reunite man with him. And that's how, we're, that's, how, that's our message, isn't it? But what hit me in this passage is those four words, come back to God. I was reading this and I was remembering when I used to sell ball casing 
And um, I have to slip in a pipe analogy somewhere in this year, don't I? I mean, come on. But um, it's interesting, when the drillers are drilling for water, let's say, you know, three or four hundred metres down, they, they drill the hole and the drill bit spins, you know, normally clockwise, right? You've seen the little, the sharp drill bits, they look like knuckles almost, drilling in the ground and, and let's say they spin clockwise and when the spiral of the drill bit goes down, it goes down the hole and one thing, you know, we just picture this hole 400 metres down. But what invariably happens, especially if they get a little wobble up or they don't drill properly, is that little spiral that the drill bit has actually drills the hole and you get three or four hundred metres of a spiral hole and not a straight hole. And so when you actually picture it, it's not going to be this completely vertical thing. It's going to be you know, slightly wobbly all the way down because of the spiral effect and it can actually get bigger and bigger. It's exactly the same if a, if a sailor or a navigator on a ship just gets off half a degree, he'll be off by miles in the destination. And I was thinking about this in those four words, come back to God. And I was trying to an analyse my own life. I was on the tractor the other day again. And, um, and you know, it's, it's solid time of nothing else. It's all you've got is, is uh, just your know, noises blocked out. And I was thinking of these four words, come back to God. And then I was thinking, wow, if I apply that to my life in even the very little areas, not the big areas, just the very little areas, the 1% areas, the thought life, am I yielded to him in my thought life? Am I yielded to him with my finances? Am I yielded to him in my relationship with my spouse? Am I yielded to him in other relationships or in the posture in various areas in my life? And you look at the very little areas and, and I come back to this area of the inner life. Come back to God in the inner life. Not just in the, it's interesting in a little prior in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, a little way up the passage before what I just read. Paul uses these words where he actually says, it's, it's, it's not the, the super ministry we're after, it's the integrity of our heart. And the different versions say it a different way, that's my version, but you, you read it and you'll find out for yourself. But it's, it's all he's after is the integrity of our inner life. And if we make 2017 the reboot of the inner life, Come back to God in the small areas. Come back to God in our prayer life. Come back to God in the reading of the word. Come back to God in the very minor things, believing him again for the small things. Believing him again for just those little things. It doesn't even have to be the dramatic things sometimes. Sometimes it's easier to believe for the dramatic than it is to deal with the little things. And, but then when we take just those little things in front of us and we, we say, what has he given me to, to yield to and to obey today? What do I need to obey today? Because it's all good to have a New Year's resolution, to have a vision for 2017 and it, even write them down and, and some big monster things and declare them. But what will we do today in the inner life in coming back to God? What will we do in those one percenters? to keep us on track. And when we look at 2017, there might, be, uh, there might be challenges ahead, there might be excitement, whatever it is, it's an opportunity for yielding to him. 
an opportunity to yielding to him. Now, I, I know that I won't generally get a rousing applause when I say those things. But I'm telling you, we're learning it is the best thing. It is the best thing for a human to yield to God. For a human heart to be truly yielded to him, to Jesus, to our Father, to Holy Spirit, and allow him to do what he wants through us rather than what we want. It's a big thing. And sometimes I want to read you something from our second Bible, my utmost for his highest. Some of you have bought it and you would have read it this morning, but January 1, um, Oswald Chambers just had, had a little thing here that I thought was, was just really good, if I can find it again. Um, my determination is to be my utmost for his highest. To get there is a question of will, not of debate nor reasoning, but a surrender of will, an absolute and irrevocable surrender on that point. An overweening consideration for ourselves is the right thing that keeps us from that decision. Though we put it that we are considering others. When we consider what it will cost others if we obey the call to Jesus, we tell God he does not know what our obedience will mean. Keep to the point. He does know. Shut out every other consideration and keep yourself before God for this, only, this one thing, my utmost for his highest. And there's, there's a whole lot more in that. But what, what that's saying is just reinforcing that point. Come back to God. And, and my feeling is that God is growing and he's, um, and he's bringing together a maturity in us as his people here at Harvest. There's a deepening of the well, and we're not going spiral anymore. We're going straight down. And that's our heart, is that we would, we would be vertical, <laughs> straight up to him, and that we wouldn't have to go to left and right. We wouldn't have to try a whole lot of things. We wouldn't have to manipulate you for anything, but that the presence of God in and through us would be enough, that his voice daily in our lives would be enough, and that our obedience to him would mean that no man has to manipulate you. We don't have to whip you up to try to get to you to church or give more money or do anything fancy. But ultimately, your heart is connected to his and your obedience to him will draw you to do great things for him. Great things for him. And for us, we're sort of past the point of trying to whip everyone up. You do that in the first couple of years of ministry, all right? And, and then you sort of get tired of that. You think, all right, all right, well, that wasn't working. But, and, and for us, it's, it's got to be authentic or it's nothing. It's got to be authentic. And the most authentic thing in this universe is Jesus himself, his presence, his person, his life. So if we can encourage you with anything today, it's come back to God on the little things. Come back to God in intimacy with him. Come back to God on time with him. If we as a house are worshipping and praying and drawing close to him, which I know a lot of you already do, but if we take that up a notch in 2017, then who knows what God will do. Who knows what God will do? Because when there's depth, there's height. You, you can't build a skyscraper without having incredibly deep footings. 
If you've ever seen them building some of these buildings, and, and even our, our factory is an example. We had 10, 11 metre high uh, roof on our factory. And the, the footings that they had to sink into the ground were phenomenal. They're like five by five metres and four metres down per pillar. And it's like, wow, I've never seen that on a building before. But that's what we're like in the spirit. If you ever want to do great things, go deep. If you want to see great things this year, don't just declare it. Go deep. Because declaring is one thing, but it won't, it's not enough. It's not enough. Uh, there's plenty of times. And even prophecy is not enough. As Karen reminded me this week, and something Catherine shared, prophecy is an invitation. It's an invitation. It's not an absolute. It's an invitation into the will of God, into his plans and purposes in his heart. So I want to pray um, just why don't you stand and I just want to pray a, a, an end of year and a new year prayer over all of us. And then we, we want to, we have some Southern Vales, original, organic, olive oil, fragrance with some special sauce from our home. <laughs> Essential oils, I mean. And we want to douse you with anointing and and. I mean, the anointing oil doesn't mean anything, really, ultimately. It's just a sign of his presence. Uh, It's a command in James, anoint people with oil, pray for the sick and they shall be healed. But it's an analogy of the presence of God, isn't it? And so um, let's, let's pray and then I'll explain how we'll do that. Lord, we just thank you for this house. I thank you for every single person that you've brought today and for those who couldn't be here, those who are away. And Lord, we ask that you would wash us clean with your blood today. Lord, any disappointments of 2016, we ask you to bury them, Lord. Put them far from us. And Lord, we pray that we would learn from the various situations that you've given us. We would learn, we would mature, we'd grow in wisdom, we'd grow in strength, we'd grow in our faith. And Lord, we ask that through the sufferings, you would develop perseverance, you would increase our character, and you would release great hope. And Lord, so that's my prayer over us today. Romans chapter 5, sufferings develops perseverance, increases character, and releases hope. And so, Lord, we pray for 2017 that you would bring about the gold, you'd bring about fruitfulness for the kingdom. Lord, you'd take us deeper, deeper into the heart of God, deeper into the heart of the Spirit of God. Lord, that worship would rise up in our hearts. Lord, that no man would need to give us a pat on the back for what we're doing for you, but it would be out of the love of our hearts for you, our Saviour. Lord Jesus, draw us in, woo us, draw us in, draw us in deeper and deeper and deeper into the presence of God. Lord, I pray that your word would be over us loud and clear this year. The word of God would be loud and clear. Word and spirit, word and spirit, word and spirit. Lord, we pray for a a, a release of incredible revelations of the word of God. Incredible revelations of the Word of God. And Lord, as we come back to you in little areas in our life, Lord, in secret areas, in public areas, in areas of influence, in areas of nothing, Lord, we give them to you today. We lay down, we yield to you as a house, as a church, as individuals and families, 
Lord, we yield afresh to you in 2017. Lord, we pray that you would release your presence, your fire, your fresh anointing for this year. And Lord, you would accompany it with so much wisdom, so much wisdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask for protection over each one of us this year. Lord, in our coming and in our going. Lord, in our relationships, in our decisions. Lord, we pray that the failings of the past, Lord, would be lessons and wisdoms of the future successes. And Lord, we pray that you would release your heart in and through us in great ways in 2017. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for joining us on the Harvest Australia podcast. For more information and events in the life of Harvest Australia Church, please visit harvestaustralia.org.